This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the d podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the Dealers Podcast, brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Darren T. Lewis, and I hope everyone's week is um, going well. You know, for everybody that reached out to me last week for my birthday, again, um, thank you all so very, very much. You know, for whether it was whether it was public or private or whatever the case may be, I really, really appreciate all the love shown. You know, for my 45th trip around the sun, you know, I'm super grateful. You know, for that to see it. And looking forward to some even bigger things, you know, to come in the coming year. Well, like I said, this week's episode is going to be focused strictly on this weekend's AEW Full Gear pay-per-view that's going to be taking place at the Kia Forum in Inglewood, California. I was just in Inglewood earlier this year, obviously covering WrestleMania when I was out there for WrestleMania week. Um, That was just an incredible experience. And for all of my fellow wrestling you know content creators that are going out there you know for you know press junkets and and all the media scrums and everything i wish you all the best of luck out there have fun and do what you do best but i'm going to break down the entire card you know match by match i think it's uh nine matches including the dark match and it's going to start off with mjf and i don't know if he's going to be defending the titles you know by himself but it says um uh, who knows who the who his partner is going to be if he ends up defending um, the ROH World Tag Team Titles against the Guns, Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn. I'm of the mindset that I think Austin Gun- the the Guns should should walk out with the ROH Tag Titles. I hear um on on Busted Open Radio. Um, shout out to all the all the guys and girls that are hosting that show. Every single week, every single weekday, and on Saturdays at 9 a.m. to noon on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. I think it was Bully Ray that said how the guns could benefit, you know, if, if AEW had a touring schedule, because those guys are so good. And, and, I'm just, and I was even thinking the same thing. Like, just imagine if they're, you know, out there, you know, several times a week, you know, getting reps and reps, 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 and more reps, the, the, the unlimited untapped potential that they have. I like them as I really, really like the package that, you know, that they present every single week. I think this would be the, uh, the time to 
put the ROH World Tag Team titles on the guns. I think they they naturally get heat, you know, from the crowd. And I think that, you know, a good World Tag Team title run, I think, could benefit them for sure. I don't think it'll hurt NJF one bit because, you know, obviously he'll be main eventing this uh, pay-per-view. And we'll obviously get to that match, when, you know, in its um once we get to it, but the show is going to open. I mean, from what I, again, this, this match order could, you know, it could change again. I'm just going in the order that I'm looking at it right now. Um, Hikaru Shida, the current, um, AEW, um, women's world champion defending against timeless Tony storm with Luther. Let me tell you guys something. Tony storms metamorphosis into this, old Hollywood character. It's so intriguing. I really like it because they're really going all in with this, you know, the black and white and, you know, her, you know, throwing tantrums and, you know, all these things. And it's just like, it's natural. She's, I don't think she like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, they're not force feeding this gimmick, you know, onto the fans. It's just, it's a, it's a natural gimmick. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, having Luther there, I think it's good because it adds it adds more to the package. You know, he's he's basically her assistant, does everything that she tells him to do, and of course, I'm sure when Tom calls for it, he'll cause some distraction, whatever the case may be. Because hey, they're heels, right? But I think this could be an instance where she could walk out a, a once again the AEW Women's World Champion. And that's just my pick. If I'm a betting man, and I don't, and again, I don't bet on wrestling. I just love wrestling. But I think you know this can be the time where she could walk out with um, with with the world championship. And I think having her as as a heel can really you know get a baby face. Uh, maybe we can have a returning Thunder Rosa, who technically did not lose the title. Just saying. I think that could be a nice setup for um, AEW's Revolution pay-per-view in February or March, whatever it is, where we can have a Thunder Rosa against um, Timeless Tony Storm. I think that'll be great. It'll be a good redemption story for Thunder Rosa for sure. Next up, we have a six-man tag team match with Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. I'm going up against Sting, Darby Allen, and the Rated R Superstar, Adam Copeland, along with the Nature Boy Ric Flair. For those that um, that missed it or you know were hiding under a rock, Ric Flair. It was announced a couple of weeks ago that he did sign with All Elite Wrestling. You know, it was a multi-year deal at that, so I'm sure he's just going to be mainly in a managerial role. He will not be wrestling. Although he did say something, he wanted to have one more match, but I just don't think that's going to happen. But I think having him in, in, in an advisory role, you know, obviously he's going to be riding out in the sunset with Sting because, you know, Sting's last match will be at AEW's Revolution pay-per-view next um, next year in March or February, March. I can forget, again, I forget the date, so please forgive me about that. But anyways, not to mention, I think he they have a partnership with Woo Energy. He's the face of that as well. So it's a really good partnership with AEW and uh, Ric Flair. Um, to be honest with you, I can see maybe having maybe Darby Allen pin Nick Wayne or something like that. I, I see the baby faces um going over. I don't I don't think that um they'll lose Christian um Luchasaurus or Nick Wayne will lose any momentum at all. I think 
Um, Darby Allen getting the pin on Nick Wayne, I think, will be the uh, the deciding factor in the match. But again, let's let's see, let's wait and find out on uh, what happens on uh, this coming Saturday night. Again, I'm so excited. I mean, literally, we're gonna. Th- this has been the craziest month of wrestling. Like at the beginning of November, there was um, the WWE with uh, Crown Jewel, and now this Saturday we have. Again, full gear, and then next Saturday we have WWE Survivor Series. So November is just been a crazy month with wrestling, and the more wrestling, the better. But but getting back to the six man, um, the six man tag team match, I think you, it's really going to highlight, you know, Nick Wayne and Darby Allen, you know, their history and everything. And I think the the match will go when you have veterans like. Um, Edge, I'm still going to call him Edge, I don't care what anyone says, Edge and Christian, and from what I've heard, you know, the stories that from wrestlers that have said that just their full psychology on how they put matches together, I think this match can really, really, it's going to surprise a lot of people, I think, because I think they're going to want to highlight the young guys, you know, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne, you know what I mean? Because you know Christian and Luchasaurus has been doing this a while. Sting is and it has and Edge and and, and and Christian has been doing this a while. So heck, why not highlight the two young guys? So I think having you know the the, the brain trust of Edge and Christian and me and Sting too. And with all respect to Sting and everything, you know I I think they can really put a really really cool match together. The fans are definitely going to enjoy. Or for the um, AEW International Championship, um, the champion uh, Orange Cassidy defending against John Moxley. You know, I got to be honest with you. The International Championship, to me, I feel, is uh, more prestigious than the TNT title, in my opinion. I think, if anything else, if they're like to me, they I don't think they needed uh, another mid card singles title. I don't think it was needed. I just think that the emphasis that they put on this international championship, they should have been doing that on the TNT championship. Just my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. I think, because I, I mean, I know there was something that happened. I think Mox got hurt for real, which caused him to lose the match for real. He, I don't think he was supposed to lose the belt. But I think this will be a way to, to get the title back on uh, John Moxley. So I think John Moxley does walk out of Los Angeles with the um, AEW International Championship and, you know, continue the to build the momentum and the, and the legacy for that title because, I mean, Orange Cassidy's first run has just been incredible with the title. And and they really put their stamp on it as far as being, in the I think, to me, the workhorse title, the international title, in my opinion. Texas Deathmatch between Hangman Adam Page and... I swerve when I drive. Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana. Shout out. For, well, first, first of all, first of all, huge, huge shout out to Prince Nana, who has been clanging and banging in the wrestling business for almost 25 years and is still and is getting his flowers for just all the hard work that he's been doing. The embassy has been around forever for any old school Ring of Honor fan, if you've um, followed the independent with ECWA, that's one of the companies that I work for. Prince Nana has been around, and he's always been ahead of the embassy. And um, shout out to shout out to his um his interview he did with Chris Jericho on Chris Jericho's um podcast, Talk Is Jericho. It comes out every Wednesday and Friday. 
Um, so check his out. I, listen, I'm not ashamed to plug anybody else's podcast because that's how I learn to be, you know, a good host, a, a better podcaster in general. It's just by listening to other shows. So huge shout out to Chris because, you know, Chris, you know, has been really been doing his podcasting over 10 years. I can't believe it's been 10 years since when he launched his show. But you can hear Prince Nana's interview on Talk is Jericho. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. So go in the archives and check it out. He has an, an an incredible story that I bet you all should check out. This few, though, they really, really did and took their time and had a lot of little notes in it. You know, obviously, Nana and Swerve breaking into Hangman's uh, house. I think they were eating the chocolate-covered uh, cherries or whatever it was. I mean, and, and they went over to the baby's crib and all this other stuff and talking trash to the to all this, it was it's interesting you know it's some incredible storytelling i like what they're doing with swerve I mean, swerve to me is having the, the best matches of his career so far i think his run in the AEW was better than his nxt wwe run i just don't i think they let i think wwe made a huge mistake letting swerve go that guy shouldn't have been fired. But he's in AEW now, and I think this is going to catapult him to the next level of, of, of getting a singles title. I don't know if it's the World Championship or the the the, the, TV, the uh, TNT Championship, the International, whatever. He deserves a singles title soon because he definitely deserves it. He works hard, and the dude is, dude is money in the ring and, and can tell a story and can cut a damn promo. So I'm looking forward to that match. It's against a Texas Tech match. It's personal. Um, I'm sure they'll be bleeding. I'm sure you're going to see a lot of weapons, a lot of different things. But I think Swerve Swerve walks out with the victory um, in a Texas Tech match. A tag team match that has really good um, stipulations. The Golden Jets, which is uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. And that's homage to their hometown of Winnipeg. And who was who the hockey team? The Winnipeg Jets. Um, against the Young Bucks. And the stipulation is that if the Golden Jets win, they'll get the Young Bucks AEW World Tag Team Championship opportunity. However, if the Young Bucks win, the Golden Jets must disband as a team. I think, I mean, the Young Bucks, I don't think they have anything to necessarily lose, per se, because, I mean, they're AEW lifers, and to me... Having a tag, a, 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 a makeshift tag team like Jericho and Kenny Omega, I think for maybe for maybe a six month run, I think would be cool if they were to get some mileage out of it. I could see them winning this match, this tag team match, and you know who knows, who knows what can happen from there um, in regards to the direction where the Young Bucks will go, who they'll feud with. But I think the Golden Jets, you know. Winning the match, I think, can be key, which can also um, have some implications on the world, ta- the Fatal Four Way World Tag Team Title match, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But there is a three way match for the um, the AEW uh, TBS Championship. It's the Women's Championship. Chris Statlander is the champion against uh, defending against Julia Hart, Red Velvet, or Sky Blue. 
So I think um, Red Velvet or Sky Blue, I think they're going to have a match probably either on Rampage or Collision. I don't I don't um, remember right now. But either way, I definitely see Julia Hart walking out with the title because I know she's a heel and all that, but she's, really, she's gotten so much better in the ring. The fans are behind her. She has a great package. She has a great look. And I obviously... Which leads me to believe that Sky Blue is gonna is going to beat Red Velvet to get in this match because they've been teasing a Sky Blue Julia Hart feud with you know with the spewing of the of the the the, the blue mist and the, the this and that. I can see Julia Hart winning this match, and I think they could they could start this Julia Hart Sky Blue feud, and I think they can get some mileage out of that. That's just my take on the women's match, and again, I don't know what happens with with uh, with, St- with with Statlander. I don't know. It just seems like I haven't really gotten much out of her title run ever since she beat Jade for the title back in May at Double or Nothing. It was just like okay, then what? I just don't think they put a lot of focus on their women. And I think if it, if it's one thing I do say that AEW needs to step up a little bit on is how they book their women. I think it's unfair that they're not getting the the shine that the men do. Like, granted, you know, there's the um, the women's title match, you know, that's early in the show. But then, of course, you have, you know, the secondary women's championship, and that's it. No other women's match besides that, but they don't really put the, 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 the focus on it, and I think they should do, be, be doing a lot more. Not to say that they're not doing much, but they should be doing more. That, and I'll, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. But there is a fatal four-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. There's the champions, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Defending against La Fasion and Garbonole, that's Roosh and um, Dralistico, versus FTR, versus Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black, and Brody King. Now, here's where here's where it gets interesting, and this is where I put my booker hat on. And I'm not a booker, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just a freaking podcaster that happens to be a wrestling ring announcer that's an actor and is a recording artist. But I think... Kings of the Black Throne walk out with the tag team titles. So now you have Julia Hart, and then you have Kings of the Black Throne with titles. I think that'll be a dope visual where you can see them walking out with their with their respective titles on, you know, going, you know, to the ring. I can totally see that happening. With when when you have a contrast of styles, especially when you have, you know, Rush and Andralistico. Um, you have, and obviously they're going to be doing a lot of, you know, high flying, and then you have a, a mix of styles with Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Kind of reminds me of um, old school Shawn Michaels and Diesel. You know, you're going to get the power from Big Bill. You're going to have the little, fin- you're going to have the finesse from uh, Ricky Starks. Um, FTR, you know what they bring. No, you know, no flips, just fist. And you know, Kings of the Black Throne. Obviously, Brody King is a, a freaking brick house of a of a human being and then you have malachi black who his feet both one of his feet went to harvard and the other one went to yale like the dude is just phenomenal in the ring but 
I totally see Kings of the Black Throne walking out with the the AEW World Tag Team Championships. And in your main event, the main event, MJF defending against Jay White. Now, they've been doing a really, really good job of this whole keep away uh, with, with Jay White, you know, obviously taking the title belt, not the championship, but just taking the belt, you know, away from MJF. He's parading around with it or whatever. You know, they really get a lot of heat on Jay White. I like Jay White. I mean, ever since, you know, his obviously his early days in New Japan, and I thought that he was, you know, destined to be, you know, the IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Champion, which he did do. You know, he's leader of Bullet Club. I like the uh, the Bullet Club gold he's doing with AEW. But I think the buck stops here. Um, MJF will retain the the uh, AEW World Championship, and I think this leads to him and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, because obviously last week, uh, Samoa Joe did relinquish the a Ring of Honor tele- World Television Championship because he does want to focus on the AEW World Championship, which leads me to the whole who is the devil and I guess the devil mask or whatever it is. I'm thinking, and again, I could be totally, totally wrong because I think they're going to do the big reveal this Saturday at, at the pay-per-view. I believe... It's going to be either Britt Baker or Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole is legitimately injured, but I don't think he is as injured as they're portraying it. So keep him off TV, whatever the case may be. But but then again, if it's Britt Baker, you know, talking about how, you know, NJF, you know, took her um, her man, you know, you know, from her, you know, he's spending all this time with MJF, yada, yada, yada. I could totally see that happening. But again, who knows? Now, as I'm recording this, um, I just saw a tweet from Tony Khan earlier today where he stated that this weekend, um, someone, a, a superstar, is going to be signing with All Elite Wrestling and they're going to sign the contract live on TV. And I have my thoughts on it. At first, I thought, okay, is it going to be Nick Nimitz, who we all know as. Um, as uh, Dolph Ziggler, was it going to be him? And I was like, eh, I don't know. And then, of course, um, my friend Gabby, shout out to Gabby, who's a friend of the show, who's been on the show several times, I might add, stated that his his 90-day uh, non-compete is not up yet. And I'm like, oh, darn, I totally forgot about that. So, again, we don't know. But the tweet says this. It says, AEW has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers, a pro who was known and respected by virtually every AEW fan. They'll come to LA to sign their contract this Saturday, November 18th on pay-per-view at AEW Full Gear. So, again, again, I can't see it being Nick Nemeth. Could it be Mercedes Monet? That's about the only person I can think of right now that is mainly a free agent. And again, again, I, I'm again, this is just uh, it's been a long day today. I'm just trying to think of who who another person that can they could be signing. But we'll see because we've seen some of these announcements that Tony Khan has done, and some of them have uh, kind of flopped a little bit. 
You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times it could be oversaturated with, hey, I have this announcement. I have this announcement. I have this announcement. Instead of just, hey, sometimes surprise us. You know what I mean? Save those real big important announcements, you know, for, for special occasions. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be all the time. Let it be sporadic a little bit. Let the, Keep the fans guessing, you know, on that. But like I said, I think it could be Mercedes uh, Monet. That's just my opinion, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, that is the whole entire card for uh, this weekend and um, AEW um, full gear. And speaking of this Saturday, yours truly is going to be at Monster Factory's Turkey Slam. Now, Turkey Slam is our WrestleMania, which has a little bit of Royal Rumble because of the Turkey Slam Rumble. Which turns into a money in the bank because ultimately the winner of the Turkey Slam Rumble basically gets a championship opportunity for any title and can cash in on an opportunity anytime, any place within the next 12 months. And it has a little bit of the Survivor Series aspect because we do have the 5-on-5 elimination tag team match where teams of five strive to survive. So, you know, it's, it's our big event of the year. Um, I would definitely recommend if you're planning on going to Turkey Slam, I would advise you going to monsterfactory.org and securing your tickets now if they're still available. Because from what I understand, those tickets are they're close to being sold out and we're going to be at capacity. So make sure that you go to monsterfactory.org and place your tickets, your, your ticket orders and don't get left out at the 11th hour. But if you can't make it, you know, you can always subscribe to our um, to the to the YouTube channel, um, just put Monster Factory TV or put the world famous Monster Factory. Subscribe, and you'll be able to watch the entire event in the comfort of wherever you are, home, your car, at work, wherever you could on any device, uh, you know, of your choosing. Make sure you do that. Um, my social media again, all of them with the it's a uh, the real DT Lou, uh, with the exception of Facebook, which is Derek T Lewis official page. Okay, make sure you hit up my my record, Espacion with Angie Stars. Again, it's on all platforms. In addition to the music video, is on YouTube slash Vivo, Title, and Apple Music. You can hit up my t-shirt and hoodie store, shop.derrytlewis.com. There's going to be a sale that's going to be going on um, starting on the 17th. Uh, going up until the 27th, I believe it's going to be 20% off on the entire store. You go to my social media where you can get your special code. Make sure you do that. And I'm in the process, like I said, of moving platforms from be from below the collar to another um, another platform that I will leave nameless for the time being. And then once the new store is up, you all will be the first to know. Well, I'm going to get out of here, and again, no matter what it is that you do in life, always remember to make it count. See you next time.